All right, uh, Foya Follies is back. Sam Knight, it looks like you've been uh, up to quite a bit of stuff here. So, we have some more beef with the Fed. Mm. Yeah, we're we're basically Ron Paul guys now, minus the racism <laughs> and a lot of other wacky stuff. <laughs> so this this all is related to uh, my request for all of Jerome Powell's Larry Summers emails. Summers, of course, being the influential liberal policy advisor whose fingerprints are on most economic crises of the past few decades. I wanted all emails involving Summers as both a subject and a correspondent with Powell from last year because in October of last year, Summers publicly criticized the Fed's monetary policy, calling the central bank's approach to inflation woke. Well, the Fed has since started raising interest rates in a move that looks increasingly likely to cause a recession and a spike in unemployment, which is a scenario that Summers has praised. In fact, just this week, he tweeted the following, quote, wage inflation will have to come down significantly if sustained months near 2% inflation is to be attained. I do not understand the basis for believing this is likely without a meaningful recession. Now, uh, to drive home what a callous dumbass he is, Summers also said that the labor market was currently plagued by, quote, dismal productivity growth likely caused by quiet quitting, a reference to an alleged labor phenomenon which uh, was observed initially on TikTok videos. There's no empirical data about this. It came from TikTok. Still, Summers is respected in many circles and relevant to the highest levels of economic policy discourse, despite, again, relying on TikTok analyses uh, for his empirical uh, uh, conclusions here. And I can talk about how Summers is highly respected with greater confidence now because the Fed released several dozen pages of emails which show that Powell received Summers' newsletter. Not only that, but when the Fed signaled that it was ready to start hiking interest rates in late November, early December 2021, when it said that price growth was no longer transitory, that came weeks after Powell received a summer's newsletter on November 15th, 2021, entitled, quote, On Inflation, It's Past Time for Team Transitory to Stand Down. All in all, Powell received 12 newsletters from lawrence at lawrencesummers.com. The last one advocates policy consistent with what the Fed is currently doing, aggressively hiking interest rates until the working class feels some pain. Powell readily admits it, albeit not in those terms. And as I just mentioned, Summers is also very much pining for this. Anyway, the subject of that last newsletter, the Fed's words still don't measure up to the challenge of inflation. And uh, here are some excerpts of the column, which was picked up by the Washington Post, quote, there have been few, if any, instances in which inflation has been as successfully stabilized without recession. The not very encouraging history of disinflation efforts suggests that the Fed will need to be both skillful and lucky as it seeks to apply sufficient restraint to cause inflation to come down to its 2% target without pushing the economy into recession. Unfortunately, Several aspects of the Open Market Committee statement and Powell's news conference suggest that the Fed may not yet fully grasp either the current economic situation or the implications of current monetary policy. The Fed forecast calls for inflation to significantly subside even as the economy sustains 3.5% unemployment, 
a development without precedent in U.S. economic history. The Fed believes this, even though it regards the sustainable level of unemployment as 4%. This only makes sense if the Fed is clinging to the idea that current inflation is transitory and expects it to subside of its own accord. So in other words, Summers is saying that the Fed needs to be less squishy about taking an axe to the labor market by hiking interest rates. He concludes, quote, the implication is that restoring monetary policy to a normal posture, let alone to applying restraint to the economy, will require far more than the three-quarter point rate increases the Fed has predicted for next year. Well, Summers got his wish. The Fed has hiked interest rates by 2.5 percentage points, a magnitude of more than three from what it was considering, the three-quarters percentage hike that uh, Summers mentioned when he said the Fed was being too precious about people losing their jobs, which is one of the things that's required by law to take into account when setting interest rates. Yeah, and uh, as you noted earlier in the show, Financial Times reported this week that investors are expecting the Fed to continue raising rates to 5% into next year. So Summers, again, getting his wish. And uh, one more thing to say on this, because there is more evidence that the Fed as an institution respects what Larry Summers says, because it's also withholding more than two dozen pages of records in response to my request. From a Federal Reserve FOIA officer, quote, the responsive documents contain pre-decisional and deliberative information, e.g. emails reflecting internal staff analysis, as well as non-public, personally identifiable information, e.g. the chair's email address. This information is subject to withholding and will be withheld pursuant to exemptions 5 and 6 of the FOIA. Approximately 27 pages are being withheld in full. I know I always say that we're consulting our legal options. This time I mean it. So it's it's safe to assume that Powell is in direct consultation with Summers about this shit. Not just receiving his newsletters, but shop talk. Doing shop talk about the how to crush the economy with Larry Summers, the guy who's been at this shit for decades. Well, if he's not directly talking about this with Summers... He's taking what Summers is saying and talking to other Fed officials uh, about what Summers' analysis is. So, yeah. either way, depressing. <laughs> depressing as hell. Next up, we're going to find out they all subscribe to Slow Boring, too. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, my God. Ooh, that's a, that's a good idea there. One more FOIA folly to speak of this week. The Center for Disease Control responded to a request about the agency's decision to cut its recommended COVID quarantine time from 10 days to 5 days. This came last winter after urging from commercial airline CEOs who didn't want their workers missing shifts. Specifically, we asked for emails to CDC Director Dr. Rochelle Walensky from any representative of a private company, trade association, public interest group, or labor union. Unsurprisingly, we got the letters sent to Dr. Walensky by the CEOs of Delta and JetBlue. I say unsurprisingly because those letters were publicly released by the companies themselves. No need to go over them, though I will note that the five-day quarantine period was recommended by Delta executives. And not only that, they actually called for quarantine only to end with, quote, an appropriate testing protocol, 
which makes Delta's recommendation actually stronger than the rules that the CDC eventually adopted. Uh, they only suggested tests, sorry, they only suggested tests, quote, best practice would also include a test. What the hell? But I mean, yeah, I mean, we, we, we already knew that the CDC just wanted to get people back into those, those flying sardine cans. Uh, there is something noteworthy and new from the CDC release. Uh, it's not that noteworthy, but it's, it's interesting nonetheless. It encapsulates the careerist disdain for COVID precautions. A few days before the new guidelines came out, ABC News chief medical correspondent Jennifer Ashton emailed Dr. Walensky saying that she got wind of what was going on in terms of the revised uh, guidance and that relaxing the rules was needed to, quote, soften the devastating impact on society slash workforce of many people dropping off the grid at the same time. Well, speaking of people dropping off the grid after the guidelines were relaxed, uh, the seven-day moving average of daily COVID deaths more than doubled, increasing from about 1,500 on the day the new guidelines were released, December 27, 2021, to a peak of over 3,600 deaths in early February. Uh, but at least Jennifer Ashton was able to get her horsey sauce at Arby's. I wonder if Dr. Leanna Wen has been communicating with the uh, CDC too. Oh my God. <laughs> All right. Those are uh, some good FOIA follies, SK. As always, you can slide into the DMs, message us, email us if you have any. FOIA suggestions for future episodes.